opposite parts of the country, and we're inviting you to listen in on our conversation about everything from money and manifesting to dating and big life changes. We'll offer two different perspectives to help you navigate whatever it is you're going through. Because we've likely been there, done that, or are going through it too. Whether you have a sister or not, you'll either relate or feel like you do as you listen in each week to new episodes. So welcome to Go Call Your Sister. Let's have some fun. Hey guys, welcome to episode four of Go Call Your Sister. This is a very special episode because we are back together. We're sitting here right next to each other recording. Yes, we are coming live from Oxford, Mississippi. We have recorded all of our other episodes from Hawaii and Nashville and all over. And now this is our first episode to be together in person. We are home for Thanksgiving. Bird made it all the way back from Hawaii. Have you guys ever seen the SNL skit Back Home Ballers? Because that is what we feel like. Do yourself a favor and go look it up if you haven't seen it because that is currently where we're at. We will attach it in our show notes. It's so good, guys. But yes, we are back home. I've been home since Tuesday. I came home and surprised my dad on his birthday last Tuesday, which was really exciting. And we've just been all over the place. My voice is a little bit gone right now, so just bear with me after a long weekend of my very first Ole Miss football game of the season. So in honor of being back together, we are doing a solo episode on change, which I think is a really timely topic, especially this time of year. The earth is changing. The leaves are changing. Everything is just going through a big phase of change. And that's something you know that we felt was important to talk about. Yeah, I think both of us really don't do super well with change. I know a lot of people who can just kind of roll with change all the time, but I think Allie and I are not super like that. So we thought that this was just the perfect time of year to talk about change. Things are changing in our lives. Yeah, I feel like it's just a good time to talk about change. And I think that thinking back to myself this time last year, I was getting ready to graduate. I was going through a lot of changes then. I think that I was always looking for some kind of guidance on change. So I think hopefully this episode will reach the people it needs to and really speak to those who might be also experiencing some changes in their lives. So I saw a post this week from Kim Salter. She is an intuitive and holistic healer based in Nashville, who I've seen a few times now. She posted on Instagram the other day about how we as humans follow patterns of the earth without even realizing it. This time of year, the leaves change, they become really intense, and you know we can kind of mimic that in a way when we go through changes. It's just part of Earth's cycles, and our cycles are always going to be change. And I think it's really important to learn how to deal with change and not resist it. Yeah, I definitely agree with what you're saying. And I actually, now that I'm looking back on it, I'm the worst when it comes to change. You are the worst. I am a really bad person when it comes to change. I do not like things in my life changing. I really like routine and schedules and everything kind of being the same. So I think that that is so true about change and just something that has been on my mind a lot lately as I've been coming home. I feel like there's a lot of change going on for everyone. Yeah, and I've really been making it a point this time of the year to go on a walk and get outside every day and just seeing the leaves change over the past few weeks has really inspired me to think about change and how I deal with it. And like you said, I don't think that either of us deal with change very well. So I think that it's made me reflect on past changes and how I've handled them and just how to deal with change better. Yeah, for me, I think that 
when I go through change, there's always been one underlying feeling and that's fear because I think it can be really easy to be really fearful when we know that big changes are coming up. So like, for example, before I graduated, not knowing my path, I was really fearful of what that would be. Or like before moving to Hawaii, I was really fearful about how everything would go for me. But I saw this quote the other day and it was fear written out and it was feeling excited and ready. And I was like, that is very true because all the times that change is coming and I'm really fearful, I think that when you break it down even further, you really are just feeling excited and ready and you just don't really know how to recognize that with your body. So yeah, I'm really excited to talk about change today. But before we go into that, we are going to do our highs and lows of the week. Allie, would you like to kick it off for us this week? Okay. So I think my low of the week is just trying not to take on other people's energy. I think that the episode we did last week was really timely for me. I feel like I've just been in some negative situations. And I think that taking Yvonne's advice on what is my energy in this situation? Like how am I lending my energy to this? How am I making people around me feel and kind of flipping the switch from being like, this person is making my energy bad or I'm taking on their negative energy. And I think that it's been really helpful this week for me to have that kind of reframing. Yeah, very true. What about your high? I've actually had a lot of highs this week. I think one of my highs was I celebrated my birthday with my friends in Nashville earlier this week. I have a Thanksgiving birthday, so it's really hard to celebrate with everyone going home. Um, So it's usually a week-long celebration, which is always fun. We went to a candle-making class in Nashville and just had a really great time. It was just so good to all be together. I feel like we've all been running in different directions. This fall has been crazy busy. So it was good to come together and just laugh and have fun. And then I also started seeing a new therapist this week that I love already. I can tell that it's just going to be helpful for me. And I'm really excited about that. And obviously, my other high was seeing you. (laughs) I was like, where is it? Where is it? Thank you. Save the best one for last. Sure. Okay, well, I will do my highs and lows. I would say my low has been adjusting back to like the time and being home and like being in a whole different climate and just like environment. I spent a few days in California and then I came back here and I think just like my sleep schedule's been off. I got sick as soon as I got here, which was so bizarre. I think it's just being in the cold weather. So yeah, I've kind of been doing a little cold since I got home. But yeah, just reacclimating myself. But yeah, that's just my low. And then my high, I think, would just be being home. I think surprising my dad on his birthday was like the most fun thing. I wanted to talk about this last week, actually. I, I said it on the podcast. It's like, my high is that next week I'm going to surprise my dad on his birthday or something I was excited about. And Allie was like, um, this is going to come out on his birthday, so you can't say that. But that was probably my high. I was getting to see my mom and dad and surprising my dad and just like being here. My best friend Erica has been in town, just seeing all my friends I've missed for so long and yeah, just kind of being home for a little bit. I think there's such an ease of being at home. I'm just kind of soaking that in right now and um, being mm-hmm. back with Allie as well. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but it was weird because when Allie, it's like I was asleep. Like I've been sleeping all until literally 11 or 11.30, which is so like not normal for me. I literally never sleep past like nine. But I woke up at like, it was like 10.30 or 11 the other day and Allie walks in my door and I was like, oh, hey. It was like I had just seen you almost. It was kind of weird. Yeah. I wanted to wake you up, but you were sleeping so peacefully. That yeah. <laughs> well, what's something that you are excited about this week, Al? I am really excited about my birthday. 
<laughs> Yo, and our family birthdays are like the Super Bowl of our year. My birthday is on Tuesday, and it's not because it's my birthday and I want all the attention on me, blah, 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 or presents, which are also nice. But I'm really just excited for another year, really grateful. I feel like I'm going into 28, very hopeful. I actually did some journaling this morning and set my intention for the year. And it's really just to live in joy and lean into joy and look for the places in my life where I have joy and where I feel joy in order to cultivate more of it. So that's something that I'm really meditating on and focusing on going into this year. And I'm really excited about a fresh start. That's why I love birthdays and New Year's. I love anything that is a fresh start, a new leaf. So I'm really excited that I get to celebrate with all of you guys. And then when our brother will be in town the day after. So I'm just, I'm really excited for my birthday and Thanksgiving and for us all to be together. Yeah, I think that's such a good point. I love birthdays. Like in our family, guys, we celebrate every single holiday birthday, like even like minor holidays, even holidays. St. Patrick's Day. We're not even Irish. that aren't even recognized on a like traditional calendar. We celebrate them. Our mom goes above and beyond all the time with like decorations. And I think just through her, I've learned to love celebrating life and celebrating others. So like I get so excited for my friends and family's birthdays. I love my own birthday. Don't get me wrong. Like my, when people ask me my favorite holidays, it always goes Halloween, my birthday, <laughs> <laughs> New Year's Eve, Christmas. But um, I'm also really excited for your birthday, Allie. And the best part about your birthday being on Thanksgiving is I'm always with you I know, every single we're always year. Together. Yeah. I'm like, never with friends, but I'm always with family, yeah. which is fun. What are you excited about? Um, something I'm excited about, I think just have our whole family together this week. Like Wynn's coming home. Um, we haven't been together like the five of us in a while. So mm-hmm. yeah, just excited for your birthday, to have the whole family home and just kind of like have like a really easy week at home where it's not just like go, go, go. Just kind of yeah. like, enjoying being at home. So I think to sum it up, we're both excited about a fresh start and being together. And I yeah. think going into Thanksgiving, a holiday that celebrates gratitude, that's something that we're both really thankful for. Yeah. Um, Okay. Well, let's kick it off and dive into change. I want to go back to something that you said earlier about fear. Mm -hmm. What was it? Feeling? Feeling excited and ready. Okay. I think that the important thing to do when you're feeling anxious about change is to reframe it into excitement. Like when you're Mm -hmm. sitting around saying, I'm really nervous about this move or I'm Mm -hmm. nervous about this job change – To really say, you know what, I'm really excited about this move. I'm really excited about this job change. And honestly, fake it until you make it. Maybe you are really anxious about it. But by saying that you're excited, I think that can really help shift your mindset into actually being excited and not so nervous. Yeah, I definitely agree. I think that um, I was talking to someone the other day and I was like, I don't know, I'm just feeling kind of anxious. Like I've been worrying about this. And he was like, well, you can worry about it 900 times, but it's not going to change the outcome. And that's so true because I think about all the things in my life that I've really like worried about and been anxious about and it all worked out. Like, And even the times it didn't work out, I didn't change it at all by worrying about it, you know? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I didn't affect the the outcome by worrying about it and like not sleeping and, you know? For me, I think my most recent change has been post-grad and like graduating. I remember specifically this time last year, I was just sitting around, you know, worrying – honestly, every day, like, what am I going to do? What job am I going to do? Like people start kind of getting jobs. People start talking about where they're moving. And I, guys, I don't know if you've experienced this yet, if you're a senior, but I know you have, if you've already graduated, but there's one thing that people ask you all of the time when you're getting ready to graduate. And they say, where are you moving when you graduate? What are you doing when you graduate? Like it's, it's constant. It's all the time. And I remember it just like kind of built up like 
it was kind of honestly sometimes hard to enjoy my senior year because I was so worried and fixated on what was going to come next, like Mm -hmm. what the next change in my life would be. You know, Allie, she graduated and moved to Nashville, so I thought that's kind of where I would be. Um, but I remember I like put off gra- I put off applying to jobs like for so long. I remember I'd ask you, I'd be like, should I be applying for jobs? Well, looking back, I think I wasted not wasted. I hate to say I hate to say that anything is a waste, but I put a lot of energy into what I was going to do, what was my next step was, and I started applying for jobs in like December of my senior year, which was so dumb because looking back, like no one is hiring, like no one wants to hire you six months in advance for yeah. most jobs. I mean, there are some fields where yes, you do need to start making yeah. moves in December, but for what I was doing, no, people want to hire you like within a few weeks. So I think I spent a lot of energy doing that that I really didn't need to. Yeah, I remember I just kind of felt behind. It's like people were starting to apply for jobs. I had friends who were going like the medical field. I had friends going into, you know, they were going to law school or graduate school. And I knew that I wasn't really plan. Like I actually had no plan. Like I had no idea what I wanted to do. I had no kind of direction. I just felt really lost. It was I was losing sleep. I remember one time I literally was driving. I had to pull over because I was having like a full on panic attack about what am I going to do when I graduate. So it was February and I was in Nashville. And originally I told everyone, you know, I think, yeah, I think I'm going to move to Nashville. That was kind of what I thought just because that's what Allie did. And so in a way I thought that's what I would need to do too, just kind of like following her um, footsteps. I also really was convinced that I was a huge homebody and I was so scared to move anywhere far away. So Nashville felt kind of like a safe route for me. We were in Nashville in February for my mom's birthday. And I just had this feeling like I had this overwhelming feeling that it was kind of like, you know what, I'm not supposed to be here right now. And I really can't explain it, y'all. I think you just have to trust yourself and really listen to your intuition. And you just have to trust it. You have to listen to that voice in your head and not what everyone else is saying, what your parents are saying, what your friends are saying, because you are the one that ultimately gets to make that decision. And, you know, Nashville might be the right move for you. Hawaii might be the right move, but you really have to make that decision for yourself or you're going to be unhappy. Yeah. And so I was literally in Nashville um, and I had this feeling, you know what, it was kind of like God was telling me like, this is not where you're supposed to be right now, like redirect. And I, I went home and I was honestly more terrified than ever because I was like, okay, what the plan I thought, like where I thought I'd be, I don't think this is it anymore. I have literally no idea where else I'm supposed to be. And at that time, like Allie was there. My brother like is close to Nashville. It was a four hour drive, like a 30 minute flight from home. It just felt safe. But yeah, I went home. And I think I just started like praying about it a lot. I started kind of like meditating on it. Um, So yeah, I came back from Nashville and I just felt like Hawaii was kind of popping up for me everywhere. Like everywhere I was looking, I was kind of finding that. And I had a piece about it. And I remember I texted my sister. It was like February something. And I said, I think I'm going to move to Hawaii in August, which was crazy looking back on it. I think I found those texts before mm-hmm. I moved out there. Yeah, honestly, the hard part about post-grad is that it's the first time in your life that everyone is not on the same page. You know, everyone is not moving to the same place. Everyone is not following the same path. When you're in school, everyone's basically doing the same thing. But when you graduate, some people are getting married. Some people are starting – med school, dental school. Some people are getting their master's. Some people are just starting jobs. Some people are starting companies. Like It's just everyone is on a different page for the first time. And it can kind of freak you out a little bit when you start to compare where you are to where everyone else is. And I think the wisest thing you can do in that situation is really check yourself, get off social media, take a social media detox if you need to, really just hone in on what you're doing and what feels right to you because when you start comparing yourself with everyone else's paths and journeys, that's when you start questioning your own and that's when you become anxious and worried and nervous. 
And I think just really, like we said, leaning into your inner voice, you will know what your path is. Yeah. I think it's really important to get comfortable being uncomfortable. And we talked about this in our walk the other day. Yeah. I don't know why, but change has such a negative connotation and because it's uncomfortable. And, you know, every big change, there's going to be discomfort. So why is discomfort bad? Like, why can't discomfort be tied to excitement, joy, because you're about to embark on a change or a move or something new? Why does that always have to come with the negative? Like, you know, it's all about reframing that mm-hmm. into a positive. And, you know, yes, change is uncomfortable, but uncomfortable is not bad. Yeah, I definitely agree. And I think about all the times last year, like even this time, this exact time last year, and like if you're a senior in college or you're a senior in high school and you're listening right now, I was exactly where you are. And I was so scared of being uncomfortable with change. I look back on it now and I'm like, I wasted so many days and sleepless nights worrying about an outcome that I couldn't really control at that time. Mm-hmm. And I look back on it now that it's all done. It's all said and done. I'm like, that I really had nothing to worry about because everything worked out. Obviously, to put effort into finding a job, like finding an apartment, things like that. But I think it all came to me at such the right time. And just by worrying, it, it's not like it. I solved it any faster, you know? And honestly, you graduate and just buckle up. Like you're going to have changes coming at you all the time. Every day. Like you have to get used to it and you have to get comfortable with it. Because like I said, that's the first time that everyone's not on the same page and, you know, you're going to move, you're going to get new jobs, you're going to have changes in your friend group. You know, change is coming fast and hard. So it's really learning how to deal with it. Yeah, for me, I think what like just talking to people in general about when they're like, oh, you know, I'm about to graduate or I'm getting ready to graduate. I really want to move here, but I'm so scared because I don't know anyone. And like, I'm so like scared to move there and not like it. Okay, well, this is the thing that I realize nothing is permanent either. Like you can, if you don't like something, you don't, like you're not stuck there. That's what my dad kept telling me. I was like, dad, like, you know, what if I moved to Hawaii and I, I hate it and I don't have any friends? He's like, then just come home and regroup. Like nothing is permanent. I think that's such a good thing to remember. I wish that someone would have told me that before. Yeah. And the thing about change is that it's one of the only things that's promised. Like we are always going to have changes regardless of whether you want it or not. Allie, what are some of the biggest changes that you feel like you've gone through? So I think that obviously graduating and moving is a big change, but also changing jobs. I've changed jobs twice now um, since I graduated. And I guess, you know, I started one job, I moved, and then I switched again. So I've had three jobs since I've graduated. And, you know, every time I make a career move, it's always a change. It's a change with people that you're around, with the energy and That's always – it can be nerve-wracking, like, am I making the right decision? And I think that's where, you know, really tuning into yourself comes into play. What advice do you give to someone who is working a job right now that they really don't enjoy, it doesn't bring them joy, but they are worried about that change of seeking out something new? Because I think that you've been in that position. What advice would you give someone for that? I think that you can get really unhappy with your situation, like I said earlier, when you're focused on what other people are doing and their paths because your path is never going to look the same as someone else's. So, you know, if you're unhappy, really take a look at, am I actually unhappy in this position, in this job, in this phase of life, or am I focusing on what other people are doing and is that the root of my unhappiness? So I think one, first and foremost, taking a look at how you're feeling and seeing what might be causing it, what actually, what that feeling actually is. And then if you do decide that 
you're you're really unhappy in the career that you're in or you want to make a move, maybe you want to move cities, honestly, reach out to people that are doing something that you might be interested in trying. Reach out to people that are in a career that maybe you're interested in moving into. Even if it's totally different, it's okay to pivot. You can change at any point. You're not married to a career or a city. Like You can always move. You can always pivot. And I think that talking to people that are doing something that you're interested in doing or living somewhere that you're interested in living in, that's a really helpful step in knowing, you know, am I actually going to like this? Is it what I think it is? Or is it just what it appears to be on social media? You know, I think that sometimes you look at people's jobs on Instagram and you're like, wow, that's so glamorous, but you don't really see everything that goes into it. You don't really see the hard parts. People don't post that on Instagram. Mm-hmm. That's that's totally true. And also, I think when it comes to change, like you said, reach out to people, that can apply to so many things. I remember um, me and Perry. So Perry decided that she was going to move with me to Hawaii. And I kind of thought the same thing. I was like, I don't know anything about it. I've been like one time. I need to know more. So we reached out to someone who's a little bit older than us at Ole Miss. Her name is Robin. And we called her and she talked to us literally for like an hour and a half about her experience, like what she did. And just kind of hearing someone who was so similar to us tell us that her journey and like, yeah, everyone's journey is going to be different, but it brought me so much ease. Like, honestly, I tell Perry this all the time and I've told Robin this, but like that phone call with Robin kind of like sold me on it. I was like, you know what? She, she did it. I can do it too. So yeah, just reaching out to people and getting kind of their advice and like their experience on it because everyone has their own path, but like getting their experience of it really can help solidify your decisions. Mm -hmm. So I think that's a good point, getting people's advice. Yeah. And I can always tell when I'm on the brink of change because like Bird said earlier, neither of us handle change well. I start to get really anxious and I'm not an anxious person. I would not describe myself as an anxious person, but when I start to feel anxiety, I kind of know that I'm on the brink of some sort of change. And, you know, I can start to realize like, hey, something's changing. I'm feeling, you know, a little unsettled, a little out of it, not my normal self. And I think, you know, recognizing how you feel on the brink of change, taking a look at yourself, getting really quiet, and then shifting that into a positive light, like we said earlier with discomfort, like really kind of reframing that into a positive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally agree. So, Brad, how do you think you've gotten better handling change? I feel like this year has been a year of change for you. Mm-hmm. Something that I've really implemented into my life to help me get used to change a little bit easier is just kind of looking at things like day by day instead of long term because I'm a planner. I like to know what's going on. I like to plan for the future. But I think sometimes by always looking into the future, I kind of miss out on things that happen Mm -hmm. in my day-to-day life. So like instead of looking, you know, okay, like this next week and and next month and next year I want to be doing this, I just kind of focus on like, okay, today's today and this is all I have. And this is all I'm promised is right now. So what good is it going to do for me to worry about next week? For the entire day. Because right. I miss out on today and I miss out on all the good things that could have came from it, you know? Yeah. And I think also having a routine of some sort mm-hmm. when you're going through change can also be really grounding. It's something that you can count on to be stable. You can do it every day, whether it's a morning routine or maybe a nighttime routine or just going on a walk every day. Something that stays the same so that you can have that consistency. Yeah, for sure. I agree with that. Or just like waking up and meditating. That's when when I feel like really off track and I try to put more routine in my life, I, I always try to wake up and meditate and journal. And that kind of helps me feel like I'm in some kind of routine, you know? So, Bird, I'm sure there are people that are wanting to make a big change, but maybe they're overwhelmed by it or just really scared. How did you make the change? What were the steps you took to move to Hawaii? 
do something totally different Mm -hmm. and not be afraid of it and instead embrace it. Yeah, definitely. I think that the biggest thing I did was my dad gave me this advice. Also, I was like terrified to tell my parents because like I knew they were going to think it was crazy. I think the biggest thing for me is when I started to like tuning out everyone else's opinions because in the beginning when I started telling people about it and I was like, yeah, I think I'm going to move to Hawaii. Everyone was like, that's insane. Like, that's so crazy. Like, you're such a homebody. You've lived in Oxford your whole life. Like, you're going to like be so anxious out there. Like, it's going to be so scary. Okay. So you that- You can't let people tell you how you're going to Exactly. Feel. And it started kind of like overwhelming me and it kind of like started dictating how I was starting to feel about it. And so I think the biggest thing for me was just like turning off everyone else's opinions. Like, okay, Everyone has the right to feel the way they want to feel, but this is my decision. It's my move. I can kind of dictate how I'm going to go into it. So I think it's really easy to listen to, you know, opinions of your family members or your friends or just like a random person you run into. But um, honestly, it's like kind of tuning that out and just focusing on my feelings and my emotions. So yeah, like my parents weren't like the most thrilled about it at first just because I was going to be really far away. It was really unknown, but I just started praying about it. And something that my dad told me one day, he was like, you know what, Bird? You just pray that the doors are good, the right doors will be open, and if you're on the right path, the doors will continue to be open again and again and again. And you'll know that you're on the right path. And I was like, yeah, like that's so true. So yeah, I started praying about it, and it kind of did exactly work out that way. Like we found this apartment, thought it was too good to be true, ended up being like perfect. It was like boom, door number one open. Now we have a place to live, and that's how you know you're where you're supposed to be. You know? Yeah, and that's happened for me too. Like in jobs that I've had, and friendships, like places I've lived, like the doors just open when it's meant mm-hmm. to be. If it, I feel like you're like in a natural flow when you're where you're supposed right, to be. Right, right. And that kind of helped me feel better about like this big change that was coming up. But yeah, definitely I, tuning people out because it was affecting the way I felt about it. Yeah, I think finding the people that you really trust and deciding who you actually are going to listen to mm-hmm. and who you're not is really important. When you're in the middle of change, I feel like you're, like you said, very easily influenced by the mm-hmm. opinions of others. And just saying, you know, these are the people that I trust. These are the people I'm going to listen to. And I'm not going to lie, I did have Grace Perry, my best friend, move with me to Hawaii, and that made it a lot easier. So like going with her, I think that if you have the option and the ability to go with a friend or like you have someone who's down to venture with you, like it definitely makes it a lot easier. But I definitely also know a lot of people in Hawaii who I've met who came literally straight up by themselves. Like my best friend Gabby mm-hmm. came alone from Puerto Rico. So like it's it's doable and it's possible. But yeah, I think having someone go with you is a little bit easier. So just from my experience. Change is a lot easier when you have someone to deal with you. Yeah, for sure. So, Bird, tell me what change you were hoping to bring into this next year. Hmm. I think that I'm working on changing how I handle change. Yeah, that's And that is really what I've been focusing on because sometimes I will admit this still to this day, things will change. I'll get kind of waked out. I'll get kind of like – you know, stress. Oh, you get so wigged out if the plans change. You <laughs> I give do. Nisha for that, but you do that yes. way more than I do. Yes, I do. I like don't adjust super well, especially because I just like plan out in my head. I feel like I know how it's going to go. So yeah, what I've been working on is just being more go with the flow. I've learned that in Hawaii. Everyone there is so go with the flow. It literally like plans are made 20 seconds before they happen. Like you just have to like wait and see. So I think that has helped me a lot get better with change yeah. and how I handle change. So I'm changing how I handle change and being a better changer. That's a good one. I do think as you get older, you start to roll with changes more. I used to be very like had to do it by the schedule, my Mm -hmm. to-do list. But as I've gotten older, you just roll with it and you, like I said, get more comfortable with it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. What about you, Allie? What's something that you are looking forward to changing 
in this new year, especially with your birthday coming up? Yeah, I think that I am just in this phase of life right now where I'm really open to change. I've been getting a lot more comfortable with it and I'm excited for change. I think that there are things in my life that I want to change in this next year and I'm ready for that. I'm open to whatever that might be. So whatever 2022 has in store, bring it. I'm ready. Um, Okay, Allie. So if someone's listening to this and they're just like, Thank you for all this insight on change. What <laughs> advice could you just give someone directly? Like someone's listening to this, they're about to go through a huge change. What is the best advice you can give someone about a big change coming up in their life? Honestly, I think just let it happen. Like don't resist it. The more you resist change, the harder it is, the longer it is. When you just let it happen and step back and just say, all right, let's do this mm-hmm. and just kind of roll with it. It makes it so much easier and the doors really do open when you're in that flow state and things do happen for you. You know, it's it, – I, I don't want to say it's easy, but things happen in, in a way that makes you know that you're on the right track. Yeah. I would say for me, and I think I want to speak directly to people who are about to go through the change of undergrad just because that's something that I've kind of focused on this episode. It's just like if you're finding yourself in the position, you're about to go through this change, you're about to graduate – I would say just like don't think too much into it. Like you are going to end up exactly where you are supposed to be. Everything is going to happen exactly how it's supposed to happen. I think it's easy to listen to that and be like, yeah, yeah, you know what? Like, sorry, sure, sure. Like, sure, you can say that. You live in Hawaii now and like I'm freaking out. Okay, yes, but honestly, just live in the day-to-day. Like don't miss out on the moments that are happening right now and all the good that's happening right now. Because you're worried about something that you can't control right now. It's not like by not sleeping tonight, it's going to fix it. Everyone's story is different. Like your story is never going to be the same as your best friend or even your sister. Because like if you think about it, my me and Allie's like undergrad journey mm-hmm. is so different. Like I literally – Like I came out of college ready to like start my career and work my way up and work at really cool companies. And I think it's led me to the point where I am now and – will have helped me grow in a way that's preparing me for my next step. Yeah. And then on the other hand, like I I graduated and I knew that like I wasn't really ready to just jump into a full-time career path and work up the ladder and and that was okay too. It's not like it made me less than Allie or Allie like less than me. It's just that we're all on different paths. And I think that's important to remember, especially if you have a sibling, because it's easy to be compared to your siblings Mm -hmm. or like just to compare yourself to your siblings a little bit. I think when your brother or sister has done something, you feel like you might have to do like the same. Mm-hmm. And it's okay to do it differently. I mean, you're different. Your yeah. life looks different. Different people too. So you're not your siblings or your parents. You're just you. That's you. a comforting That's a comforting <laughs> thing. Be you. Tiffle. Person. <laughs> Top. <laughs> uh. So yeah, thank you for coming to our TED Talk on change. Mm-hmm. You got it. Change is good. And we're getting comfortable with change. Let's all do it together. Yeah. Amen. If you have any advice on change, we want to hear it. Yeah. DM us. Oh. Whoa. That was weird. (laughs) Um, Okay. So to close off the episode. So I'm going to mix things up for our Would You Rather this week and ask an open-ended question. In honor of Thanksgiving, if you were Thanksgiving food, which would you be and why? And it can't just be because you like that food. Okay. Let me think. Hmm. Okay, I truly think that I would be a Sister Shebert. Is that what it is? Sister Shebert? Sister Shebert. (laughs) 
I think I would be a sister. <laughs> what is it? Sister Schubert. <laughs> I would be a sister. Mom, when she says Minnesota. (laughs) Okay, Sister Schubert. Sister Schubert. Is that right? Schubert. (laughs) Sister Schubert. Okay, correct. Okay, I think I would be a sister (laughs) Schubert. Schubert? Why don't you just pick something else? No, I want to be it so bad. Sister Schubert. 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 S-H-U. Okay. Schubert. I would be a Sister Schubert role. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? Oh no, I just say it one time. Schubert. Schubert. Okay. I would be a Sister Schubert role because they are... <laughs> I would be a Sister Schubert role because <laughs> they are consistent and loyal and you always know that they're going to be good. They're really lovable. And I, yeah, and they're lovable. And, like, you see those roles come out and you're like, damn, this other food might be kind of whack, but I know these roles <laughs> are always going to be good because they're dependable. Everyone loves them. Yeah, and they're loyal. And, That's a good one. Yeah. I, I hope that I'm a, a dependable person that if I'm around people are like, it's going to be better at least. It's going to be a good Elevate time. the meal. You got the Sister Schubert. It's going down. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what about you, Allie? I have some bad news about Sister Schubert. What? They stopped making the good sausage rolls. Oh, I don't like the sausage rolls. I only really? Like, I only like the rolls with the butter on top or the pigs in a blanket. Uh, pert. <laughs> the sausage rolls are the pigs in a blanket. <laughs> no, they aren't sausage. What it's not you- sausage. Yes, it is. No, it's not called the sausage roll. It's a pig in a blanket. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> what do you think a pig in a blanket is? What kind of meat? I didn't think it was sausage, honestly. Those mini hot dogs. Okay. okay. <laughs> all right. All right. Really? Yeah, they don't make them anymore. Why? I don't know. They just stopped. Anyways. <laughs> okay. Allie. Allie, what Thanksgiving food would you be? Do you feel like yeah. you would be? Okay. I think I would be dressing or stuffing, whatever you want to call it. Why? Because there's a lot of different parts of it. You so you'd be like five things then? No, I'm just saying like there's okay. some sweet things in it. There's some savory things. Like it's just a lot of different things, a lot of different flavors. Yeah, it's I don't, complex. I don't really eat dressing, so I really wouldn't even know. But I get what you're saying. I get where you're going with this. Do you think it's accurate? Yeah. Yeah. There's lots of levels. Yeah. Levels to the dressing. Levels to the dressing. Yeah. And and no, like I feel like no one dressing – is the same. They're all like unique to like the family. Mm-hmm. I don't so know how does that relate to me? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, we're getting like really too deep into the Thanksgiving. <laughs> Thank you. I can't even say the damn role name, <laughs> Sister Schubert. Oh Jesus, just 
just whatever. I think when I'm a mom or like when I'm a family or just like an adult, I guess an adult now, but I think my future Thanksgiving, I want to have like everyone pick out their favorite food in the world. It doesn't have to be one that you're grateful for. Yes. Yes. I love that idea. I know. Why don't we do that? I would bring chicken tenders and spaghetti. I would bring sushi and red velvet cake. Yeah. See, and like you have what you love. And, and you're you, thankful for it. And you're thankful for it. Yeah. Wait, that's a great idea. Thank you. We need to go tell our parents this. Yeah. Okay, Al. So last thing in this episode off, I'm going to let you share your mantra for the week. I shared mine and then we had Maya's and Yvonne's and now it's your turn. Yay. Okay. So in the spirit of Thanksgiving, my mantra for the week is I am grateful for what I have while being excited for what is to come. That is so good and so perfect for what we've talked about in this episode. I know. I thought so too. I think that's so sweet, honestly. Like you can be so grateful for what you have currently while still being excited for more, you know? Right. Like I think it almost seems like sometimes kind of like wrong to want more because it's like we already have so much. But Mm -hmm. like you can be grateful for what you have. Yeah, you can be both. Anyways. Um, Well, I hope you guys enjoyed our solo episode. Um, I'm so happy to be back with you, Bird, and so thankful that we got to record this sitting right next to each other. Yes. It has been so fun for us, and we are so grateful for your continued support and for listening. I know. We've gotten some really sweet messages over the past week from people who have really enjoyed the podcast, so it's always great to hear. Yeah. Well, thank you guys for tuning in to episode four, and we will see you guys